Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Jason Owens. Coach Owens is an assistant coach at Southeast Missouri State University. We talked to him today about controlling the controllables, having faith in your ability, and being a positive force. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you. Coach Thanks o- for me on today. Yeah, Coach yeah. Owens, I'm so thankful for you being on today, making the time. And taking the time out of your day, uh, I, I know you've got a thousand things to do coming up. Uh, but here again, thank you for for spending some time with us. Uh, so so we can just kind of get started here. How are you introduced to the game coming out of Detroit, Michigan? Oh man, it's it's interesting. My my dad was a long time coach in Detroit. He had a lot of success. So I was essentially born in the gym, born you know to the game of basketball through my, through my father. He yeah. was a civil coach in Detroit. He ended up winning, I think, five, five championships in the 90s. I happened to play on three of those teams out of the 5 he won. So been a part of the game my whole life. So I have to give my my dad the uh, all the credit as to let me, you know, show me the game and put, and put me on, so to speak. <laughs> got you, got you. So at, at any time, did you ever feel like, Man, I want to get into this coaching game because of my dad, or maybe because of my dad, I don't want to get into the coaching game. How, how, did, how was your perspective on that? That's a great question because I, my dad has coached high major guys. He's coached NAI guys. He's coached D3 guys. I've seen guys at every level. So this it was twofolded. Initially, when I got done playing ball in college, I didn't know what I want to do like most, like most kids, but I always – gravitated back towards the game man. and my father as well as college coach Grace Smith at the end of high said, Hey man, you need, to, you need to start coaching. Like this is what you what you want to do. And that's kinda of how it happened. You know, yeah. I was volunteered at at the end of high and you know, it just kinda of took off from there. It's something that I'll I never envisioned myself not doing anything else. But I always wanted to take it to the, the next level. You know, I always wanted to coach college basketball at the highest level and, and kind of build on what my father built, so to speak, in Detroit, taking it to the next level. That was my whole big deal. So, yeah, you're talking about, because uh, you kind of cut out there for a little bit, but you're talking about playing at Siena Heights and NAIA, correct? Correct. Okay, so, yeah, that that experience, I know from, from level to level, and you've coached at pretty much every level of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, how How was that? You know what I mean? Because – we think from an onlooker's perspective at times, okay, there's a certain way you, you, you approach the game as a coach at one level, mm-hmm. I, you know, like Juco, right? Let's start off with that. So you started yeah. off at Neosho County, mm-hmm. and then yes, sir. and then you also went to Moberly area. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. like, those kind of schools, what, what was that? What's the perspective you have to have as a coach walking into those situations with those – uh, individuals who are kind of they're they're working towards something. How, what what's your perspective oh, and approach with that? It's funny because when I got the Neosho job, I was fresh out of school, 
didn't know anything about anything with screen and Coach McIntyre, John McIntyre, gave me the opportunity to go learn and, and, and grow as a coach. And, and when I got to Morbley, you know, I, I, I took my experience at the old show and kind of countered it. There's two different JUCOs. I was at that at that point in time in Kansas. You only have a have a lot of staters, and Morbley have unlimited. Yeah. The biggest thing with the kind with the kind of quote unquote kids you're coaching is trust. I think that's yeah. I think that's every kid, but more so the JUCO kid, man, because their route isn't as glamorous as you know a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, it, 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 something happened or. Either they didn't play high school, or they bounced around a lot, or they transferred a lot. We're getting yeah. so you know everybody's everybody's infatuated now with JUCO life, yeah. last chance JUCO and whatnot. But yeah. you know the big thing I gained from that level was, in order to get those guys to play hard, they have to be able to trust you. You got to think about it, JUCO. You're living in the dorms, you know. You're you're it's twenty four seven, and I was so fortunate to work for a Hall of Famer and Pat Smith. Who let who let me work so to speak? Threw me threw me in the fire. You know, yeah. you're talking about first day. You know, here you go, Coach O. You'll have everything laid out for you, but there's no roadmap to it because yeah, those guys are but they're, they're they're different, but they're still kids. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, everybody's background and everybody's route is different, but the main thing I gained from that experience is trust. You gotta be able to they they have to trust you. Yeah. You know, and that that comes from a lot of. A lot of mentoring, a lot of talks, a lot of late night talks, a lot of early morning talks, yeah, yeah. a lot of talking just to kind of help those guys become men. Yeah, they all can play, they all have talent. But my big thing now and 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 then was how can I help you become a better person? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's huge to me. That's big time, Coach, because sometimes guys go to the JUCO level and they feel kind of lost. They feel kind of mm-hmm. like you know discarded, even sometimes. Yeah. Uh, having been uh, having coached a good number of guys that had to go JUCO for whatever reason, uh, I know I know it. I coach. They call me up, coach. Man, it's tough out here. There's nothing to do out in these little towns, coach. You know, we they don't even got a weight room, coach. We're using cinder blocks, coach. You know, stuff like that. And uh, so I get that. I really do get it. And it, and it, like you're saying, taught you a lot because you're teaching them a lot. So go, That's right. So then kind of moving forward to you coaching at your uh, alma mater, Siena Heights. What mm-hmm. was that? What was that? How did that transfer over to that? Oh man, that was that was unique because you're coaching a lot of guys to play with. Wow. <laughs> so you go from you go from you go from graduating to pretty much coaching guys that you hang out with every day, yeah. spend time with every day. You're coaching your friends. And that was so challenging for me because <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about hanging out. You know, two months ago, you guys were hanging out, you know, at at, at Applebee's. And two months later, in preseason, you're yelling at them about not going hard. <laughs> you're doing classics. You want to wake them up out of their dorm room. You know, yeah. that, that was that was, that was was unique, but it, it, it taught me early on to separate the two. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's J.O., you know, I'm your buddy, but it's Coach Owens, the coach. Yeah. And that taught yeah. me, that was a, that was a lesson I, I learned extremely early on you know because yeah. i had no i had no no clue <laughs> you know yeah. how to coach my buddies you know yeah no that's something you don't uh there's no book to teach that uh, no, not at all. <laughs> you can't google that uh it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> come up uh so then going to, to division two like pittsburgh state the gorillas mm-hmm. which is to me one of the best mascots ever you, you, you <laughs> everybody know, loves a, the gorillas yeah man. gorillas man <laughs> that that is that is hype it's really cool man so what was that like, you know, here again, 
another transition from another level. What, what was that like for you? Yeah, you know, it was it was unique because leaving Moberly, it was just a, as, as you know, it's a high level JUCO. Yeah. We had eighty five percent of our guys go to Division One. Yeah, you know, so That's we. Big time. I, I didn't. I had a lot of interaction with D two coaches because I was never the guy. If the coach comes in the gym, it can be West Virginia or it can be Pitt State. I never treated everybody, anybody differently. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good. I didn't know anything about the D2 level, but I know that the school was free. You can get a degree to play good basketball. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, I was all about helping my guys get to the right situation. So I didn't know much about D2. You know, I got here, yeah. obviously, Coach Anderson was fresh off the, off the Missouri situation, and he's a D2 legend. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was, yeah. it was a no-brainer working for him. But just getting here, and, and a lot of guys, you know, don't know or don't understand the level of basketball here. I mean, holy smokes, you're talking about Northwest who went 38 no this past year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they, they, they lost once since yeah. I was since, since I was at Pitt State. So the basketball level, man, was extremely high. But again, almost like during college, you had your hand on so many things from academics. So now you're throwing academics and you're throwing housing, you're throwing everything else. Now you got compliance. You know, the basketball part was easy. Yeah. It was everything. It was it was everything else that was um that made that made the transition somewhat somewhat I wouldn't say rough, but it was transitional. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a challenge. It was it was learning experience. It was a great challenge because I was coming from junior college. You know, we had rules, but there, there wasn't compliance, and they didn't have hours. And it was just it was a, it was a learning curve, but it was one that I was so fortunate to get because it was new. I'm all yeah. about new challenges. Yeah, no, that's great, coach. Because you're talking about, I like what you said about playing high level basketball. And here again, us as coaches, we know the truth about Division Two. That mm-hmm. th- there's a plethora of Division One transfer downs, and uh-huh. and a bunch of cats that can just that are just tough players that are like a, a kind of advanced JUCO kid. Uh, a, a tough, hard nosed dogs. There's a lot of dogs at the D two oh, level. Oh man, and, that's. Uh, that's all. That's kind of all we wanted, you know. Coach Anderson was big on JUCO guys and older guys. You talk about before yeah. I left. But before I left, we had we got signed a kid from West Kentucky, signed a kid from Kent State, signed a kid from <laughs> Sam Houston State. Yeah. We had pretty much all Division One transfers speaking, and those guys they get to D two, quote unquote, think it's D two, and it's it's shell shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you exactly. Go out there against the team and. You, you think it's going to be one way and it's, it's the other way, and yeah. it's, it's a, it could be a rude awakening, but it was good. It was yeah, good. that's awesome, Coach. And you're, you're speaking a lot of truth for 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 those listening out there that are like, okay, how do I differentiate the two as far as the level of player? And it's not huh. there's not that big of a gap. It really isn't, you know. Oh no, man! You yeah. can you can stick any of these guys. You can stick any junior or senior on the floor in the OVC and the Mid American and Mac, and they'll. They'll they'll fit right in if not if not play really really well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, coach, when you bring in a player, because here again you were at the JUCO level, at the mm-hmm. NEI level, it's a little bit different. And then when you yeah. talk about D two, and now here you are at the Division one level, how important is the right culture and the right fit for incoming players? It, it it's everything. And going back going back on, on on Coach Smith and Coach Anderson, but more so Coach Smith. And normally, we uh we always had talented guys, you know, but we turned down some guys that were super talented because they didn't fit what we were about. Yeah. So fit, I know it's cliche, and I know it's 
the hot the culture and everything is it's it turn, but it's huge because if you bring in a guy who who can play, well, he doesn't fit what you're trying to do from a from a program standpoint, it won't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it just won't work. You know, you can bring you you can bring a ton of guys in who are well, like I said, are super talented, but if they don't fit what you're trying to do culturally, then it, it then it, it, it trust me, it'll backfire. You know, you end up leaving. You know, the power that be end up being upset. So. But that being said, it's, it's so imperative that you bring in the right people. You know, you have to have the right guy to, to be able to run the race. And sometimes those guys aren't the most talented guys. Talent is, talent is key. But yeah. it, may, it, it may not be what you need for that point in time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you, Coach. So here again now at the Division One level with Southeast Missouri, how, what do you feel, all your experience and everything – what do you feel like you bring to the table for that program in particular? Right at this point in time, obviously I got the job last month, so didn't didn't really recruit, you know, all the guys. So my main my main points of focus has just been able to bring extremely high energy, have a, have a, have a great attitude every day, and just bring maximum effort. You know, we we do you do those things, and I've had success at each stop. The the wins will follow. You yeah. know, just being able to focus on the here and now with our guys, getting to know these guys and getting to, to build trust with them. But my main things are, are energy, effort, and attitude. And those yeah. are what I like to call controllables. That's something that I bring to the table on, on a daily basis is being positive in those uh, areas. The controllables, I like that, Coach, because the last thing we want to do as coaches is have to coach effort. That, that's tough. Oh, man. That's tough. Like, know, it, and I've been there, and I think we've all been there where we've had to coach up some kid that, to give us effort. That's something I don't think any of us want to be in the business of. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you know, that, that might and be for if, parents to do or something, but it's got to no come doubt. from within. It's got to come from it's, within. you got to have it. And, if, and my, one of my big things is if, if the kid is seeing that you can show an effort in them academically and them socially, yeah. you know, and them basketball-wise, and it'll, it'll all come together. Yeah. But those are things that you can control. Like my dad always says, Control the controllables, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of my kind of my deal. So. I, I like that, oh, coach. I'm gonna yeah. steal that. Maybe even put on a shirt one day. And then, <laughs> so I'm gonna trademark that right now. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> but coach, what you know here again? I, I just you know I I think it's really unique when I when I talk to a coach who's been at so many different levels because mm-hmm. the experiences have all been you know different or a challenge or or you know different settings and different types of kids. Uh, it really gives you a, the world gets smaller in a sense. What, mm-hmm. what have you personally learned about yourself during your career? Oh man. Well, you, you, you have to have a, uh, a understanding spouse first yeah. and foremost. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed because my wife gets it. You know, and I, I, I say that wholeheartedly. She was the one at one point in time who said, Hey man, if you want to really do this coaching thing, you may have to leave, you know, Michigan. And I, yeah. I fought her on that for so long and, and it's funny, I end up leaving Michigan, and all these opportunities were presented, you know, were, were presented for me, you know, yeah. and that was just being flexible, man, being able to adapt to any situation, <clears throat> because it's, it's, it's tough, you know, guys, I've taken the role less travel, so to speak, well, I've kind of grounded and climbed the ladder, and I, I, I've worked and been fortunate and blessed by guys to see me working, and I, I've, how I've carried myself, have provided me some opportunities, you know, but yeah. being positive and always staying up. Because it's tough, as you know, this business is tough. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it can really grind to the ground, man. And if you're not grounded, if you don't know who, you, if you don't know who you are, then you'll struggle. Yeah. You know, and it, uh, 
you're, you're really struggling. So I had to figure out, you know, who am I? You know, staying yeah. positive and, and being up. Also, man, having some faith <clears throat> in your abilities. Like, I, I knew what I was good at. You know, I know what I need to work on. Yeah. I always try to play to my strength, so to speak, like a player. Yeah. You know, I always tell yeah. guys, do what you can do, what you can do. And as, so as a coach, with each stop, I've always, hey, man, get the, get the job, get the opportunity, do what you can do, and get better in the off season. You yeah. know, so I've, I've really learned to kind of focus on what I can do and what I, <laughs> what I can't do, so to speak. And then like, if I can't do it, learn how to do it, you know. Definitely. Um, shoot, man, lastly, you'll really – and this business coaches, you know, you're really find out about yourself. Yeah. You get to look in the mirror, it'll be a lot of nights in the mirror and you know, it'd be a lot of times, hey man, is, is this business really for me? Yeah. And it, it was times where I you know, I, I struggled with it. You know, I struggled, but at the end of the day, it, it was all worth it. I just stayed the course and I'm okay. I'm just getting started, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, coach, I, I I believe it. Like you talked about about the game and, and how you you have to learn more to become more of a a versatile threat in in, how, in your approach, but it's like uh, you're talking about the business side of it too. I mean, I, I think about uh, Kevin Sutton. He came on and, and said, had a really great saying. He said, love the game, learn the business. And, mm-hmm. and because, yeah, your identity could get lost one way or the other. Uh, like you have a lot of success. You can get lost in that thinking like, yeah, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the lows, the lows, are, <clears throat> the lows can get really low for you. And you think like oh. I, I don't got no more. I have I don't have no ability. And here you are saying, no, know that you you have faith in your abilities because you were blessed with those abilities. As far as people, right. when people when it comes to people, if you're blessed with the ability, the gift of gab, the the ability to have compassion and empathy, and all these <laughs> things that really connect with people, young people especially nowadays, you can mm-hmm. have you can have a long career. I mean, I I, I I I can't promise you that, but I could almost promise you that. Because people, piggybacking on that, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you are no, no. you are a million, you are a million percent right because it's shifted now. Back in the day, you know the quote unquote old school way. That's fine, but my big thing is people, man. How can I get to your heart? Yeah. So the empathy. If you don't have any empathy, then you will struggle. Yeah. You know, if you are cold hearted, some guys can do it. I'm not one of those guys yeah. that yeah. can just be so cold hearted. So I empathize with everybody, and I'm such a positive. For us, I love to see people doing the right thing, and that's why we shout to you because I mean, anything I can do to to, to help others, and and and, and hopefully somebody here just to to gain or to get some knowledge from someone else to to get better, man. Who can I help? Yeah. Who can I help? You know. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great mindset to have every day walking in the gym. Who can I help? Because you see a guy maybe getting some shots up, but you see the body language ain't there. You go talk mm-hmm. to him, get him going. Then all of a sudden he's kind of got his juice back, and, or or the guy who feels like he's working on something but not having any success, go over there talk to him, you know, give him some confidence, kind of interject some things that are that are the truth, not a lie, but are, are the truth. And the truth of, and the truth of the matter is, when we work with young people; they can get better, and that's mm-hmm. that's the truth of it. So like you build confidence in telling them, hey, you can get better. You're not right. you have not peaked. You're not. Uh, you're not Michael Jordan at 38 years old trying to play basketball. You <laughs> are, right. you know, you get what I'm saying? Like even the greatest have their days, but, you know, they always could get better too. So That's I think right. those are the things that we we really, uh, as coaches and as leaders and as mentors, uh, focus on to, to, to build up young people. So, oh, absolutely. so coach, 
you know, here again, you talked about having an understanding wife and God bless her and God bless all the wives of us coaches that have to put up with us, first of all. Second of all, have to hold down the house and the fort because because of the time that we're not there. That's big time. That's huge. So, you know, given every time I ask this question about sacrifice, I know it's going to be family time. But what, you know, so that included as well. What do you sacrifice to do what you do? Oh man, it, obviously, I, I, the, the biggest one is, is family. Obviously, they, they, uh, they, they don't see me a lot, and I'm, I'm always going. I'm always kind of working to to make it better for my children. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously, but who has a grab? That's a good one. Obviously, family's a family's a good one. That's 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 the main one, man. Yeah. Obviously, I've been I've been fortunate to be able to to keep a job, you know, for a certain amount of years, and yeah. that would not have happened without sacrifice from those who care about me you yeah. know leaving leaving back leaving people back home in michigan and moving to missouri and moving my family to missouri and then moving them to kansas and then back to missouri so i mean the biggest thing coach is family you know yeah. Uh, yeah. i hate to sound like a broken record but that's and you know that's where we're, we're that's what we what's what we kind of give up yeah. you know chasing that chasing the carrot so to speak you <laughs> you have to make sacrifices yeah you know and and what we, what I can't lose sight of is the those who were there for me in the, you know, for in the beginning, you know, yeah. to help me yeah. get to this point, you know. So family and friends are the biggest ones I yeah. can think of. Yeah, coach, you you brought up something there when you said what others sacrificed for us. I mm-hmm. think that's when it helps us to kind of push through some of the times where we feel like I don't like this, I don't, I don't really think this is the best thing. I shouldn't have to give this up, but. I go back and I think about what does my wife sacrifice to watch my my daughters? I got four daughters, and when I'm not right. around, you know, my three little little ones. I got three little ones, and it's mm-hmm. like, what does she sacrifice? She sacrifices time with her friends, maybe even her parents, maybe time yeah. to go get her nails done, you know, yeah. all that stuff. You know what I mean? And to some people, that's like, well, she should know because she knew what you were about when she married you. True, that's fair. It's yeah. a fair point, but at the end yeah. of the day. You still think about those things as if you if you're a husband that's worth a darn. You think about those things, and, and, so, and, and it's funny you say that because you it's easy to say, well, yeah, and that's kind of been that was that was my thing initially. Well, you knew what you signed up for, yeah. Well, yeah, but on on, on the flip side, my, my wife is very successful with her job too. You yeah. know, she has goals, she has dreams. Yeah, exactly. Who am I to stand in the way of of that while while raising my son and my daughter at the same time? Yeah. You know? So she sacrificed a ton. You yeah. know, for me to get to this point as well, so can't like you said, I can't lose sight of of that because ultimately, man, like like playing, coaching comes to an end. And you have to have a compass, at, and you have to know what's real and what isn't real. And sometimes, and a lot of times in this day and age, you know, we be jaded by by what other people think is success and then likes on Twitter and, and retweets, and that's not that's what I call like that's that's <laughs> that's like false success. It's great Fake. in the moment, but. What are you going? What is that going to do tomorrow? Yeah, it's great today to get a bunch of retweets and a bunch of likes, but that's fake, man. That's fluff almost. You yeah. know what's real is when you go home and like wherever you live at, and those who care about you know that you're a good person. Yeah, yeah. To to me, coach, you just hit on something. My definition of success, you know, because success by anybody else's definition or comparison, that's subjective. So, by my own definition, is like. What are people saying you saying about you at home? What are the people closest to you saying? And to me, if everybody's good with you there, then you're a successful person. Now, right. anything outside of that, yeah. I mean, there's levels and measures of success, and that's great. 
But ultimately, you could be having you could go thirty eight and zero for a season, and everybody at home hates you. You walk in the door, everybody's walking out the back door, and, and, and trying to avoid you. So what you know, you get what I'm saying? Like I just think success yeah. is really like what you said. Who who who? What's your wife saying about you? Does she even want to spend time with you when you're there? You know, you say, well, I got I got three weeks off to to do this, dude. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm going to the gym. You know, I'm she's, going to the gym. <laughs> she yeah, takes I'm, off to the I'm gym. Going to get, yeah, I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going on my girlfriend. Yeah, I'm yeah, taking a trip. Yeah. You have the kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So you're thinking, okay, I, I really got to keep in the perspective why I'm doing what I'm doing and what really makes me successful. So, coach, given all that, and we're talking about family, we're talking about time with our family, players, being a people person. Uh, really being a, being in it for for helping people and what you can do to help. What do you want your legacy to be? Even though you're just starting out now and you're on a, you're on a great track and you're headed somewhere in this career, what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? And that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I gave this little thought. You know, I want my my main legacy to be you know somebody who who did things the right way. Yeah. And, and and to help unify and bring people together, yeah. you know, like at the end of the day, I wouldn't be here without Derek Owens, Ernie Ziegler, Fred Smith, Kim Anderson, Pat Smith, and now Rick Ray. You know, I wouldn't be here without yeah. those guys. And of course, my, my wife. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's huge. My main my main thing, coaches, man, who do things the right way, and who can you pull up with you? You yeah. know, in this business, everybody's all about, hey, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you. You'll figure out right away who's for you and who's against you, yeah. <laughs> you know. So if I can help young men get their degrees, if I can help young coaches get opportunities or help by spreading some information or sharing knowledge with them to get better, that's all I care about, man. Yeah. I want to be a person who, who helps, people, helps lift people up, not tear them down. Yeah, that's fantastic, Coach. I like uh, all those – points of emphasis they all hit home with me because mm-hmm. i think like you said you find out real real quick who's for you and who's against you mm-hmm. and i think that's why i always fall back on if god be for me who could be against me and then right. to me that just holds so uh it's it's security it's security in an insecure world in an insecure mm-hmm. industry in mm-hmm. an insecure society uh yes. i feel oh. like that that grounds you and roots you but coach here again, man. I really appreciate your time. I'm so thankful that you that you here again made time and to to be on, and uh, and I look forward to seeing what what's what's to come of your career and and your season. No, I uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate what you are doing for coaches at every level to give them an opportunity to to share their journey and kind of have a platform, you know, to to help others. Because awesome, that's what you're doing, man. So thank you a ton. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, coach. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and you can even follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47. Thank you.